Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Hi there, Paddy. Good morning. <laughs> so in our last few episodes, we've been looking at employee onboarding. We've gone deep into the incredible stress that's caused by bad onboarding. And we've gone tactical on how to implement both company on, uh, onboarding and also role onboarding to avoid this stress and unleash the potential of new joiners. One area we haven't touched on is what happens before day one. A common mistake is to kick off the process when the new joiner walks in the door for the first time. But at this point, we've already missed an opportunity. There are things that can happen before day one to make the whole process better. So today, we're going to dive into what you can do before day one, how to implement this, and the impact that this can have for both the new joiner and your team. So let's get started. Paddy, why should we start employee onboarding before day one? And uh, as a result, what stress can we avoid? Cool. So of course, before a new joiner comes in, there needs to be some preparation work that happens in HR and for the manager and so on. But what we're really talking about here is the onboarding actually kicking off for the new joiner um and well why would you do that well for, for some of the reasons that we talk about having you know the goals of onboarding more generally we want to take someone who's excited but at the same time anxious about their new role and as quickly as possible we want to make them feel welcome and supported uh and like the the job that they're walking into is going to meet their um, their hopes and desires of the new the new role, and the sooner we can begin that that conversation, that engagement, the better. And that can absolutely um, start before day one. So, if uh, if if you take a good example, you can have someone who receives uh, almost from the moment that they've received their job offer, they start getting information which lets them know what they can expect and uh other stuff we'll go into more detail about you know all the all the bits that we'll have there but other kind of details which let them know what's going to happen and it makes them feel welcome and supported then they're going to feel reassured and they're going to feel like they know uh, that the company will support them on day one because they're seeing evidence of it in advance and they're going to feel welcome because you're showing evidence that you are taking the time out from your jobs to support them even though they haven't started um, the flip is if if you don't have that, you have this big hole and it's this kind of uncomfortable silence where you, the whole recruitment uh, journey, you've been more and more and more excited to the point where you've signed a contract and you're, you're really committing the next part of your life. And then there could be this really awkward gap where it could be a few weeks or even months of, of radio silence and you, you start to have doubts. Uh, and not only do you then, you know, you, you've got these doubts, you've got this, this nervousness, and then you go into day one and it also means that as you start, there's so much more that needs to be covered. It, it means that the rest of the process gets slower too. So you, you're just leaving, you're leaving the new joiner in the lurch. It's not good. There's an opportunity to make them feel amazing. Um, and you're, you're, you're missing an opportunity to make the, the rest of the process go smoother uh, and with more momentum, more, more joy. Yeah, I think that, that's, uh, yeah, well put. And I think, you know, I've, I've spoken to business owners over the last um, couple of weeks, actually, in, uh, um, uh, like I'd say probably three or four, where this is one of the challenges that they have is how do you make sure that you um, sort of 
transition from, in many cases, a great recruitment process. I think in, in probably three out of the four that I spoke to, they had great recruitment processes and they felt like actually, if anything, the problem is this so good that the what they then come into and uh, and how they start the onboarding journey was kind of not meeting up that uh, meeting up to that standard and as a result they had some examples where they'd have failed hires people leaving within uh, two days two weeks two months uh, or seven months in one one example and um, it's funny like i remember them saying uh, i'd actually prefer it to be two days or two weeks rather than two months or seven months because uh, that they they kind of felt like well at least <laughs> at least I'm not pouring more investment of time and money into a person that then doesn't stay. But of course the ideal is that you get you help you ease that transition, right? You support them uh, in uh, moving from being excited about starting to feeling confident that they've made the right decision. Um, and I you know I, I remember uh, I remember a particular hire that that we made um, a few years ago where she had uh, gone through a recruitment process with us, um, uh, was absolutely fantastic, but hadn't quite made it versus some of the other candidates that we had. We kept in contact, and I think it was maybe six months, nine months later, we had another role open, and so we went back to her and said, you know, uh, would you be interested? And I remember that she was saying, oh, it's a bit awkward, because this is my, you know, based on the recruitment process, this is the dream job and you've supported that through the ongoing conversations. But I have taken employment somewhere else and, you know, I feel uncomfortable that it's, um, I'm leaving after just six months. And of course, you know, the impact on the CV and how that felt socially and so on. So she's kind of, oh. And so she thought about it and decided that, no, for the, for the good of her future career, she would come and join us and that that, that was the right decision. But then, of course, she had a final day at that company and felt, really awkward and you know people are saying goodbye and being really nice and I think I've got a feeling that they it was even a bit awkward because they were being super nice to her and uh, making a bigger deal than even for someone else that had left who had been there longer and so you know she felt like they you know they really had appreciated her and and so she walked home and thinking you know oh am I making the right decision and I, and I think that's an important you know, regardless of what we did next, it's an important realization is that when you're making a hire and when you've you know got someone to even agree their start date, agree that they're leaving somewhere and so on, the risk is that you think, oh, well, they're fully committed now, everything will be fine. And of course, the emotional stuff that's going on in the background, you can't really uh, see or be prepared for. And so, you know, we were <laughs> fortunate, I suppose, that our onboarding process does start before day one. And as a result, when she got home, uh, I think she received a, uh, a gift uh, of her uh, of a awesome gin because she's into her gins and also a, a, a welcome email with some setting some expectation, all these sorts of things. And, and as a result, it kind of calmed and gave her that sense of, OK, no, 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 I am making the right decision. This is a company that does value me or also values me and uh, and is going to provide that structure. And I think that's so important to think about the mindset and the emotional state of that new employee, you know, yes, sure, you've agreed a start date, but that uh, there's a lot that can go on in between. So I've alluded to a couple of things there, but um, what, what can we share with the employee or ask them to do um, before day one? What's appropriate? Well, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a great example. In, in, in that one, you've got the uh, both sharing information uh, which helped to feel calm about what was going to happen next and uh, a gift which really made her feel incredibly welcome to the to the new team even though she hadn't formed uh, part of it and 
it's so easy to imagine a slightly different set of circumstances where those things don't happen and and over the weekend she spends that stressing and talking to family and friends and maybe even reverting her decision and and for all the you know effort that we've now put into this this her at this this point and we can say now uh, after having ha had her part of the team for a few years one of the uh, an incredible hire frankly she was a absolute rock star um the impact if if that had gone wrong and it was would have been so easy for it to go wrong and the steps that we took just weren't they weren't difficult they weren't time consuming they weren't derailing us so yeah what, what can we what can we uh share share ahead of time i think the the most important is is the is the communication it's the continuing that conversation so it never feels like they are no longer your concern. It should, from the moment that you've made that hire, you need to basically say they are a member of the team. Uh, they're not just on holiday because they are basically, they're in their own mini project of getting ready for the new role. And that may be that they are just trying to get into the right mental space while they're finishing off uh, another role. Uh, and it could come with all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, politics and, emotion and stress that you don't have any visibility of for good reasons. Uh, it could be that they're not working and they are super pumped and they are desperate to get going on something uh, and will, you know, lap up any, anything you can share their way. There's all sorts of situations, but there's basically uh, someone getting ready to join it and trying to prepare themselves. And it may be that they've got time to do it. It may be they don't have much time, but they are still trying to get themselves into that mental state. And so we need to be continuing that conversation and so like the absolute baseline is is that you would be sharing, of course the contracts need to be signed um and then you can be sharing things like policies and other bits of information that need they need to be aware of it it's great that you're doing it ahead of day one um because it's just stuff that needs to be reviewed and it helps them to get a feel for things that are going to happen those aren't the fun ones but at least something's happening a much bigger uh and more valuable one is talk is sending an email which shares how their first day will work. Um, and in this, you can explain how they're going to be welcomed, who they will be talking to, the types of things that they will be learning. And what this does is just make them feel reassured that they're not going to be walking into a job where they get put on a desk and they have to wait a few days for the laptop because that's an experience that quite a lot of people have had or at least have heard from a, a friend. And that is the ultimate fear is being hired by a great recruiter and then walking into a job where the team around you is not there, is not providing the support. Yeah. So at this point, we're talking super lightweight. We're talking contract policies, how your first day will work, make a big impact. And if you've got a prolonged period, you know, if we're talking a month or more between that, that recruitment and the hire date, then check-ins to, to keep that, keep that going, just to keep, give them an update, remind them, we're still thinking of you. This hasn't changed. Have you got any questions? What we can do is, is we can get quite a lot better than that without a huge amount more effort. So the chances are, you know, they've done a lot of research in the recruitment. They, they care about your company. You've hired, hired them and they've found out the information they can through talking to you and, and the public site, uh, your public website. But they haven't necessarily got the depth of knowledge which you're going to give to them on their first day as a new joiner. It wouldn't have made sense, sense for them to go that, that deep and they wouldn't have access to the kinds of documents that you'll be sharing. And so you can start sharing that 
with them in advance things like your vision your values uh your team members you could be shedding sharing kind of profile shots and uh, brief descriptions of the people they'll be interacting with. You can be describing how they you work together, what tools you use, what meet, how you do your meetings. Um, you can describe how you're going to support their their growth and their personal development and career. Um, and rather than just looking at the first day, you can be talking about how the first week or longer, even you know, you could be talking about the first months are going to work for that new joiner. And all of that information is ammunition to get them more excited and feel more and more supported because they know that you've done the um the the prep work and all of these things you have to do anyway um so it's it's awesome for the new joiner because they have the opportunity to look at it it's also awesome for you because it means you've definitely done it ahead of day one but you've also you've almost optimized the process in doing so um so yeah i get all that information and communication is great and then uh, as as you shared earlier any little extras and little niceties like just little emails notes from the team a little gift uh they they are the, what we call the sprinkling on the wow factor and while not absolutely necessary it's those those moments which really put smiles on faces and lead to those new team members uh talking to everyone they can down the pub about the amazing experience they've had uh today when that bottle of gin arrived at just the right moment to perk them up and get them excited again yeah agreed and i think um uh yeah any any ways that feel appropriate and in line with your with your business with your brand and so on that that you can do to make them feel welcome supported you know valued and and like they've made the right decision uh, are really powerful i think you know whether it's a gift or if you're a business where perhaps you have either a uniform or some kind of some swag you know sort of shirts caps whatever that can be an appropriate thing to to send as well um and uh, i think uh, other things that are quite nice is uh get collecting some of the information that um, you'd require of a team member to perhaps put on their badge. So if they're going to have some badge with a, a photo or maybe they're going to have a business card or maybe it's a, a featuring on the website, like collecting that information in advance so that they can have that um, uh, from day one so that they feel they're part of the team rather than it being like, oh, you know, six weeks later they finally get their business cards or uh, or whatever can make, a, can make a big difference as well. So um, I think also I'll pick up on um, you mentioned there sort of early on, you kind of uh, went quite past like the contract side and said, oh, you know, there's a contract that can needs to be in place. But um, I want to kind of underline that because if you're, you know, if as a business that you don't put those in place early, then that can cause the employee to feel like there's, is there, you know, am I, am I definitely starting? You know, I've not an employee, I've not an employee contract yet and you know i feel uncomfortable uh, sharing some of the information that i'm being asked to share because i don't think we've signed an nda you know and, and those sorts of things that by getting those in early on you could look at them as being very admin-y but actually they they can help they create some of that commitment and they allow you to share more than you might otherwise be able to do and so um, i think the more that you can do that and particularly if you frame it up as this is so that you know, rather than go, oh, I'm sorry, really sorry, this is boring, but here's a contract, teeing up the fact that we want to make sure that we're ready to go from day one and that everything's in place. As a result, here's, here's how you can support that. Here's the contracts that you can fill in. Here's the you know, policies that you can review and agree to so that you're up and running. Uh, and I think that's really powerful. Now, there's, there's a risk with everything that we've come discussing that there becomes quite a lot. And depending on the business and depending on, you know, what needs to be in place, um, there's a risk that 
you know, of course, some people will be excited and, and keen to do a lot uh, in advance of, of joining, but others may be busy with their current jobs. You know, it depends on how, whether, how much of a, a notice period they had and therefore the gap and so on and uh, how busy that is. And, and we've certainly employed people who are you know, very busy in their current jobs. But maybe it's even one of the reasons that they want to move on is because they're not getting work-life balance and so on. So they may not appreciate being asked to do lots of tasks before day one. So how, how do we balance this? Yeah, good question. And I think it's a a point where a lot of business leaders will feel uncomfortable asking people to do uh, anything um, because, of course, there are new joiners who are, as you say, they're, they're busy as anything trying to finish their current role. It's part of the reason that they're looking for a new role. Um, and so there's the, the balance. What I The way we would approach this is we would look at there are some things which um, – they will need to do so getting contracts and so on uh signed will just need to happen and that 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 we we definitely follow through with and we'll send reminders there's then the kind of the the com basic communications of staying in touch and letting them know what's going to happen on their first day then we would expect that they you know these are simple emails and they would read through them but they wouldn't need to do you know, a, a huge amount of work. It might be a longer email. It might take five minutes to read, but it's not something which is going to derail them or ask for any kind of commitment. Whereas kind of reading through vision, values, team, how do we work together, um, how we support your growth and so on, that we would absolutely make optional. And so we provide the guidance and we say, look, if you're excited, you can go ahead and start reading through this because... Um, it is really valuable. We're going to be covering it as part of your onboarding and it's going to give you a load of context, which is going to help you on, on day one. But we'll put, we'll make it very clear on the email that this is, we understand that you're going to be busy with the end of your other job potentially or other, other situations in your life. There is no requirement to do that. And we will be covering the same material in the onboarding. We won't be repeating it if you've read it but it will be uh you will have the opportunity to pick it up when you when you join the company so it's essentially you, you you're working to both camps you're working to the people that are way too busy and saying look it's there but don't worry we understand we empathize with your situation uh and we look forward to covering it with you when you start and then you go to the ones who are super excited and are desperate for more information and you give them the opportunity to to go deep so they can they can go they can go flying a great example here is actually even after we've shared all this information uh we often get um some new joiners uh saying what else can i do what else can i start reading what would you recommend um and so one, one of the things that we tr try to do is also go look at here are other areas where you could be researching uh here are books that you could be reading we have uh, recommendations in different departments of books which really help to give you some context about the way we work um, and it's entirely optional but if you've got someone who perhaps they've been on an extended break they've got a month to go before their new job and that they just want to start growing expertise in that area they they don't mind that they're not being paid to do this personal development. They see the opportunity and they, they want to get going, then they, they can. So you're giving them that opportunity. And in doing so, not only are they kind of investing in their personal development and getting a head start, but they're also 
they're they're basically feeling like they're a member of the team sooner and are therefore feeling happier and more content in their own you know their own well-being as a result so it's a it's a huge uh, win for for everyone involved yeah i love that and uh, i was just thinking that same example like where we've had we've had literally had emails from candidates possibly even before we've shared you know the other kind of onboarding uh, emails uh, where they yeah where they say like have you got some book recommendations you know people are often willing to do a lot more than you might expect because this is an exciting big leap for them you know whether they're uh, leaving a job they dislike or whether they see uh, yours as a as a stepping stone or whether they see it as the future of their career they're making it as a positive improvement in their life uh, and so they're they're willing to invest in that, and so I I think yeah supporting that in in the ways that you've described and um uh, and 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 balancing it in the way that you described I really like I think you know making it clear that you don't have to and and making it clear that we will if you haven't done these things these are things that we'll pick up on the first day but this will make it you know if you if you do get a chance then great and it'll make it smoother and it'll mean we can move more quickly. Um, you know, if I think about like one of the things that we would share would be uh, like our, our values and our journey and our vision. But in our onboarding checklist on day one, we'll check in on those. Like, have you had a chance to look through those? So if they say, oh, sorry, no, then that's fine. And we can go through it in detail or at least, they, you know, it's providing the checklist so that they can go through it in detail as one of the next steps. Whereas if they have, we can ask some questions and and uh, and explore their understanding to see if there's any gaps or questions. And I, I think having that balance is really really powerful so i really really like that so um how and when should we kind of deliver this like we've talked about um uh, you know perhaps the sending the email like exactly when should this land um you know because it, i think for some people earlier than day one <laughs> and and you know when, when exactly should it land and is it just an email uh what, what would you say to to that what's, what's the right approach Cool. So essentially, it's kind of more broadly, when do we need to start thinking about onboarding? Um, and who are the people involved? Now, essentially, we see it as, as it kicks off almost after uh, after recruitment ends, because you don't want to completely leave uh, a gap There needs to be something certainly getting contracts and so on to just happen as quickly as possible. Uh, and then if there is a long gap, then sure, you're not going to be um, uh, doing everything months and months ahead, but you'll be wanting to keep the communications going. Then we, we've said that it's t typically that around two weeks before that you really want to pick the pick the heat up um, and give a lot more guidance about what's what's coming uh, for the for the new joiner. And the way that we would implement that is is essentially checklists so uh overall in the company you've got a new joiner coming in we'd have a checklist for the hr which is getting prepared for a new joiner and part of that will be taking steps that need to happen internally uh, such as liaising with the it team and telling them to kick off their own checklist to get systems set up to get them set up and payroll uh, make sure other systems are all set up and ready um, but part of it is also doing that in engagement and communication with the with the new joiner. Hmm. Uh, and initially, we set it up so that the HR team would simply send some emails to the new joiner. And now we've set it up so actually they send a, a self-service checklist to the new joiner, which includes that guidance on these steps are optional. So the new joiner starts off and can 
uh, go through a, a simple checklist, sign it off. We can see exactly what they've done or haven't done ahead. We're, we make no judgment because we actively encourage them not to do it if they um, uh, are busy, but it makes it really easy to uh, review and for them to, to use. And also we then continue with it being a self-service checklist um, after they have joined. It's something we've talked more deeply in, in other episodes. Uh, we highly recommend uh, self-service onboarding using kind of checklists which take them through the different steps because it does allow them to work at their own pace. It does allow uh, them to have a lot of autonomy and to be proactive. And in, in the examples we've been sharing today, it means it's okay if one person has done some of these steps ahead of time and another person hasn't because they're, they're, they're working separately rather than going, okay, all new joiners, you all need to come to this lecture on our values regardless of how much you've talked about it or reviewed it already. So using these checklists works really, really well. The other key person involved is going to be the, the line manager. So the, the HR team is going to, going to kick it off overall with their checklist. Um, they're going to be sharing some guidance directly with the new joiner. When we're talking about what the new joiner can expect, not just on their first day, but in their first weeks and months, then that, that has to come from the, from the team, from the manager. So the, the team, the, the manager will have his own checklist to get prepared, his or her own checklist to get prepared for the new joiner. Um, and that will include a step to send an email with guidance on what they can expect in, in, uh, in the first weeks and months and may uh, often include some book recommendations and other bits. So that's a, yeah, essentially we've got a few checklists um, and I'll, I'll I want to actually pick this up on another episode, just how to break a complex process like onboarding down into simple checklists and what that looks like overall, because it's probably hard to, to kind of mentally uh, work it through. But essentially, you just got a few a few checklists, like one for HR to uh, kick it off and to start that engagement, one for the line manager to do it within the team, another one for the, uh, the new joiner to be using. Um, and in terms of when it starts, yeah, it's kind of as soon as recruitment start, stops, but um then turning the heat up with about two weeks to two weeks to go yeah nice yeah i think i, I think particularly um it's, it's not a bad thing for that to be the trigger right they accept the offer you agree the start date and then the rest of your onboarding kicks off sorting out the contracts and doing all those things and i think as you say like we used to do it as an email but the more um the more we realized that there was valuable stuff we could put in there including vision values uh, completing our you know agreeing to our it security policies securing their laptop uh, um, going through security training, all these sorts of things, which, which in some cases the candidates were kind of crying out for, like, oh, give me, you know, feed me more. Um, that um, it kind of became this monster email, and so uh, as you say, by using self-service checklists, we're able to um, make that much less scary and uh, and and get that balance right between. Those One of the things. things that you often see on um, uh, LinkedIn is when you look at some of the venture-backed uh, companies. Uh, or the, the the big enterprises that have had a lot of time and investment in this, then you see they will share a handbook mm. and it'll be beautifully laminated, polished uh, and a load of uh, goodies. And that's that's awesome. Um, but essentially we're taking that middle ground. We're taking the like step, like the first stage is you've got nothing and that's not good. You're leaving them in the lurch. Better than that is to have an email and some, some communication. Uh, then better than that is actually to provide quite a lot of information and 
a really lightweight and easy way to do that is a checklist that we've been describing because that's something you can set up in a few hours and then at some point in future when you've got a a lot of time and money and a big team to chuck behind this then absolutely brand it up uh turn it into laminated content stick it in the post and it'll it'll be um uh, a great experience beyond but we can get a lot of that that value with a lighter weight quicker quicker ways of doing it yeah although you know if i, if I look at our own businesses i'm not sure you know if we, if we said oh let's create a laminated set of this stuff or let's create our glossy handbook i'm not i i think i'd still want the checklist to sit on top of that because i'd want to make sure that the person's a supported through it because otherwise a big tome delivered through the mail could be a bit scary um but also i i'd want to be confident that they've actually gone through it and used it and so on which if you know if they say oh yeah, yeah, yeah i've read it and i'm kind of they seem to be talking about our values as being something else that doesn't sound like our values. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that they have. It's like, so I, I think there'd be an addition in, rather than instead of. So although I agree that it, it's it's a nice step towards, um, and you don't even need to go that far, I'd, I'd still, I'd, uh, I'd say that you probably want to wrap it up like that, okay. right, right, rather than have it uh, instead. So. Yeah, no, but that's cool. Awesome. Well, unfortunately, we're uh, coming up for time, so uh, we'll cl- uh, close it there. But in summary, we've talked about how to uh, make sure that new employees, when they're joining, that they have a great experience and that you turn their anxiety into excitement and that you make sure that you're going to have someone who actually turns up on day one and is excited to get started and that you balance the requirements on their time effectively so that those that are busy uh, don't feel like you're uh, asking too much, but those that are keen to get started and do more uh, have got that available for them and that you can do so and you can start that process as soon as they have accepted your offer. So uh, there's, um, we'll also provide some uh, link to the examples and templates that we've got for doing some of these things. Um, but uh, as regular listeners will know, we also run a weekly webinar on how to free up 15 hours per week and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. Uh, that includes some guidance on how to make onboarding self-service and exactly what that looks like, sharing screen and everything. Um, it's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. UK time. You can find out more and register at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And a final note for our podcast listeners, as a new podcast, we need your help. If you found the content today valuable, please just take one minute to leave an honest review. Uh, Or if you're listening to this on social media, please do share it, repost it, like it. Uh, This will help the podcast to get more visibility and help more people. Otherwise, until next time, have fun.